evening and welcome to episode 12 of the MLB UK Community Podcast, a podcast to be named later. Nailed it in one take. There we go. Better than Dave. Major League Baseball is back and we have a bumper edition of the show tonight to talk about the first week's action, the major talking points, the surprise teams and players, the good and the bad with every single division covered. Not to mention, nice swing, bitch. On top of that, we talk about the return of British baseball this weekend, in-play runs, and a look at your social media posts on how your team has started. I am, of course, not your usual host, Dave Shaw, at UK Phillies, who's still resting his vocal cords from the Herculean effort <laughs> at the weekend of in-play runs, which I think we'll get to later. But I'm uh, Nick Wright, of course, from at LA Angels UK, and I'll do my best to fill in for Dave just the best I can, although I'm not sure I quite have the energy he does. I think it's probably only bettered by the Duracell bunny. Uh, <laughs> enough about me. Let's get some people that make the show what it is. I'm delighted to be joined by the ever-reliable, the delight that is Tracy Wilkes of UK Mets Online. Tracy, how are you tonight? Are you feeling I'm, a bit edge without Dave? I'm feeling a bit lost without Dave, but I'm sure I'll cope. How are you? Yeah, very well. Just just rushed back off the golf course to record this. So just for the nice image, you can see me sweating away here. But I'm yeah. sure the listeners are glad to hear that. Um, thanks, Thanks as usual for, for coming on. And I'm just going to bring in the best part of the trio that is MLB UK community and NY Yankees UK. That's Jack. How are you this evening, Jack? Yeah, I'm good, Nick. I'm good. How, how are you? How's, how's your round, more, more importantly? Yeah, actually played pretty well. It's been a good week. Two good rounds. <laughs> and the sun was shining. I don't know who managed to get yeah, out. I see you got a, bit, got a bit sunburnt on the nose there a little bit. Yeah. I might put a picture up for the, for the listeners later. Uh, <laughs> No, it's been been a good good week. Um, I'm glad. Have you been out today? Have you been out in the sunshine, enjoying it? Me, no. I was at work all day, so I can't, we can't all live the life of luxury like you, mate. Unfortunately. <laughs> Sorry to hear that, Jack. But there's always always another time. <laughs> Next, we have we have Pete at Miami Marlins underscore UK, who hasn't had as much baseball as the rest of us to enjoy, yeah. but could be found on the ceiling on Sunday. Have you calmed down yet, Pete? Still buzzing. Still buzzing from the absolute scenes on Sunday. So, yeah, great great to join you guys. Really looking forward to this. Um, the Marlins are top of the NL East, but let's, pause that. let's pause that for now. If the season ends now, you'll be happy, won't you? Yeah, we'll have, we'll have a home playoff series, yeah. Uh, who, who'll be playing, who knows, but yeah. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> I'm delighted to be joined by uh, Tom from at Rockies underscore UK. Are you keeping well, Tom? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, you know, you all laughed at me last week for my predictions, but here we are with the Rockies, top of the, not just the NL West, but of the MLB. So, uh, spoilers. You'll be hearing plenty spoilers. from me about that tonight. <laughs> I'm not surprised. We, we're counting on it. Um, <laughs> we also have, uh, we're happy to have everyone's second favourite Brummy and Mike at UK Cuffs Club. <laughs> How are you doing, Mike? Who's first, Leon? Come well, on. Who are you? Don't spoil the surprise. <laughs> Yeah, more. Nick, how's it going? Yeah, very well. I'm glad, glad you're here. Glad you're here. <laughs> and finally, we do, as you've just you've pointed out, we do have Leon, who is our favourite Rummy, and uh, at Dodgers underscore UK. How are you doing, Leon? Uh, fantastic, now Nick. Top of the world with that uh, that rating, basically. Exactly. Well, at least it's not the fourth fourth out of four Indians fan. So <laughs> it could have been worse. It could have been worse, right? <laughs> I've been dishing out some harsh ratings recently. You have been quite harsh. Yeah, I know. I've, apo- I've apologised to him already. I know he's taken it to heart. <laughs> um, Leon, but 
whilst you're on to talk about the Dodgers, you're also talking about British baseball, aren't you? Because British baseball is back this weekend. So mm-hmm. I've been told. Are you able to tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's, there's some big developments uh, coming up, really. Um, there's a, a, a the BBF have organised a tournament, which is it's almost like a unification of baseball uh, in the country for the first time in, in a good while. Uh, as this team from the Southwest Baseball League and the Northern Baseball League joining in as well. So it's going to be a, a good few weeks coming up for uh, for British baseball. It sounds it. And do you know what sort of guidelines they have to put in place for that to go ahead? Um, they have to register. They've, have to, they've had to register a 25-man roster. Um, spectators have to register. There's no autographs on the day uh, if there's anyone after any famous British baseball players' <laughs> autographs. Uh, so there's a whole heap of, uh, of, of regulations in place. Um, They've worked really hard, to be fair to them, to, uh, to get everything in place. Uh, and I know everyone is, is looking forward to getting back out on the field. Sounds exciting. Is anybody else here a fan of British baseball? Anybody taking interest in it? I know personally I'd like to, but I haven't done yet. I'm saying that there are two teams and a women's team now in Sheffield. Oh, there we go. That's good progress. Yeah. yeah. Very good progress. Good to hear. I think it's something we all probably should pay a bit more attention to isn't it we love the fact that we got major league baseball back but grassroots is still going to be important particularly if we want to do as we do and grow the game in this country um so it's great to see grassroots back this weekend and hopefully leon if you can keep an eye on it or i know dave dave might be playing or uh, we'll be following it anyway so we'll get an update next time just to see how it's gone excellent yeah um I know also, so we're going to move on. I know we referenced this earlier slightly, but I, I just have to give a shout out to Dave uh, for the brilliant work hosting the first ever edition of In Play Runs, which was Baseball Soccer Saturday, for those of you that haven't heard it yet. To be honest, I think it was done even better than Stelling and the boys. I think we absolutely smashed it, Dave in particular. Yes. Um, aside from Dave, though, I'm delighted we have the star of the show, which was <laughs> with us. And if anyone didn't hear it, here was one of his infamous home run calls from the weekend. Uh, oh! who has just run here sorry steve it's that's right i think we've had a f- oh no marlins were, marlins were up but i don't like the sound of this Pete. brian anderson going oppo with the boppo holy moly nine five uh Pete, listen to that oppo with the boppo tell me about it how do you feel what were you feeling at the time Oh, I was I was absolute. Well, I was just seeing the the Golden Slugger IPA was was being guzzled. I mean, <laughs> what a game! It was just a lot of fun. That 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 whole Sunday, I was absolutely buzzing. And I came off the show. I I, I had to listen straight back to it. I had to listen to the whole thing again because it was just so much fun. And because like we're so into our games, trying to watch what's going on, I missed what you guys were all saying as well because you're trying to concentrate on the game. So. I actually went back, re-listened, and I thought it was an absolute, it was a quality show. And the comments have showed that as well, like after the show, loads of nice comments. So hope we can do it again soon, guys. I think so, and I fully agree. And Tracy, what, what was it like for you getting to actually watch a couple of baseball teams that you self you said yourself you don't usually get to watch? Um, it was interesting because I don't, like I said, don't normally watch the teams that I was made to watch. But, but I learned some things. I learned things, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you learned something. I learned from listening to Pete, so learned a lot about the Marlins. Apparently, they're World Series contenders. Yes, you were tormenting Dave 
Just a little bit. There was a few big flies, weren't there? That's for sure. Just a few. <laughs> Just, a few. Just one or two, yeah. A lot of one track power from the Phillies. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Jack, what was it like watching uh, watching the Yankees with Rob? I know you you and Rob did one together, didn't you? Yeah, it was um the my, my main key well, my main worry for the whole sort of the start of it was getting me and Rob on sort of like a similar sort of feed almost because obviously we didn't want me to be ahead of him or him to be ahead of me but no it was it was real fun it, the, the the nine innings just flew by it was we had a bit of technical difficulties at the start but we worked through that we got it all set and yeah it was it was just fun that's I think that's the, probably the best way of putting it. it was a lot of fun with a lot of good people and a lot of laughs absolutely I know everyone can't wait to to do it again I think we may have one in a week or two's time I don't know if we've confirmed a date yet but I know as you said before the the feedback we've had is fantastic and Dave deserves so much credit for that. I said I said before this denial, I was basically gonna make this a tribute show. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll probably, so probably watch stop. It back. You can actually yeah. watch it back on YouTube. If you search for in play runs, it's currently the top result. Uh the stream uh yeah, and we've got a channel there, you can subscribe to that, like that. That'll all be good. Fully agree. So do check that out if you haven't already and Definitely listen to the next one. Shall we get down to business then? Should we start with these divisional reviews? Um, I think it's a place that we don't usually start. So I'm actually going to start out west with Tom. Uh, Tom, what happened in the uh, National League West this week? Well, as you've already heard, the Rockies got off to the predicted flyer by me in their 4-1 and one to sit atop the division. Um, you know, we obviously saw the Dodgers there against the Astros the last couple of days with uh, plenty going on there with um, Joe Kelly that uh, there is to talk about. So them and the Padres as well have also got off to a great start. The Padres playing the Giants and Diamondbacks. Um, they play the Giants again tonight, which is the uh, will decide that series. And then the Diamondbacks struggling there at the bottom. Um, you know, Giants and Diamondbacks, I think, expected to struggle. The Rockies, the surprise package so far with the... Uh, Best pitching in the MLB so far as well, which is uh, makes a nice change. Definitely does make a nice change. And do you think, you know, you've made some bold predictions earlier in the year. Are you going to stay above the Dodgers? Are you going to keep atop the division? Well, uh, you never know. Stranger things have happened. You know, we've got the best third baseman of all time. And uh, he might not even be the best player on the Rockies with uh, Trevor Story <laughs> coming on even more. So, uh Lots to be optimistic about, and if Kyle Freeland puts in more displays like he did against the Rangers, uh, then there's no reason why the Rockies can't be up there challenging. You know, two teams getting to the playoffs now. So, you know, I think there's a chance. There's a chance. Absolutely. I'm just going to bring Leon in here as well for a bit of a take on the Dodgers. I think we're going to get to some of the bigger Dodgers news later in the show, Leon. So we'll try and avoid that for now if we can. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. I referenced it in the intro, but so we've how... got wing, I think, isn't it? Yeah. What have you um, What have you thought of the Dodgers' start? Um, first couple of games against the uh, the Giants, they looked good. Uh, the Giants looked absolutely hopeless. Um, but then the, the next two in the series, um, the Dodgers struggled a little bit. Whether that was uh, you know taking the Giants a bit lightly as they performed so badly um, the first couple of games, or just you know. They were, it's a long four days and it's a strange atmosphere in an empty stadium. Um, and obviously the Giants took those last two games of the series, uh, which is disappointing given, you know, the predictions for the Giants going forward. 
Uh, but then to go to Houston and, and take two from, from the Astros is extremely pleasing. Um, they weren't at their best last night. Um, I don't think either team were really. Um, obviously, it was overshadowed a little bit by what's gone on uh, the day before. But overall, it's, it's been a solid start. The, uh, the bullpens look good. You know, we've got a couple of starters down as well. So, you know, as long as we stay close to those Rockies, the, the Rocky juggernaut, um, you know, room with a chance, it's 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 much more enjoyable to see a division which is competitive uh, than, you know, I've said it a few times on, on this podcast where last season the, the division was almost over the day it started. Um, so to keep the Dodgers in, in shape over these, you know, 60-game stretches, it's, it's, it's gonna, it can only be a good thing in my opinion. You heard it here first, by the way. That's, there's a new juggernaut in the MLB. It's not the Rays. It's not the Rays anymore. It is the Rockies. And I know Tom's smiling here. Very happy with that from Leon. Well, I can't wait to see that battle between the two then going forward. The two 50, whatever, 58 win teams, maybe. We'll see. 59. You're playing each other, but let's just call them 50 wins. 50 win teams. Leon, you must be a bit scared, though, get, having to play the rest of the West when you've got the Angels coming up soon and uh, the record against the Angels recently hasn't been great. It's, it's appalling, to be honest. Um, I hate playing the Angels because it never, ever goes well. Um, you, you just know that. Well, look, I mean, Cole Calhoun is, is out of the team. He's a notorious dodgy killer, but he's now with the D-back, so you know, we'll see how things pan out that way. Um, but, yeah, I mean, as I say, I mean, personally, I thought we'd lose the two games in Houston. Um they, I expected them to be up for it as much as, as the Dodgers would have been up for it, given all the chat over the uh, the winter. Um, so we're in a slight, you know, we're probably about where I expected us to be at this point. But we, you know, it's, it is going to be tougher this year facing, you know, the A's, the Astros again, the Angels, um, and obviously the, the Juggernaut and uh, and the Padres who have stepped up a fair bit as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, it should be it's it's going to make for interesting baseball in the West. Absolutely, I can't wait to see that division going forward particularly since we have such a vested interest with the west playing the west this year and obviously central central east east um but thanks very much you too i mean that's really great to hear what's going on and it's it's interesting isn't it? we've got we managed to get the two fans of the two teams that are doing quite well in that division it's surprising that isn't it that you two wanted to come on and talk baseball <laughs> yeah i don't know where jamie is at the he's been quite quiet the past few days hasn't he after you know seemed quite bullish on the diamondbacks but uh Maybe he'll pop on eventually. Exactly. Exactly. We may hear from him. Well, thanks very much, guys. Moving on, we are going to go to, finally, the NL East. We've got, as I said, we've got Pete on, talk to the Marlins, talk about the, the table-topping Marlins, and we've got Tracy to fill us in on the Mets. What's good, what's bad? It's usually bad, but I'm not sure it's all bad, is it, Tracy? No, it's not all bad. There has been some bad, but not all bad. What's, what's the good, then? What's good about the Mets so far this year? Uh, the bats seem to be waking up a bit. We just need to leave fewer men on base. And Robinson Cano just needs to be benched, I think. He needs. He keeps grounding into double plays and it's, he doesn't add anything at the moment. So We have the same problem with Albert Pujols. It sounds very similar. Yeah, um, um, I, I think... He needs to be benched and Andres Jimenez needs to uh, play on a more regular basis. He's one of our young guns. Um, seems to be better defensively than offensively at the moment, but give the lad a chance to settle in. 
I just, I thought you just called him Andres Jimenez. I thought, whoa, this is a family show, too. <laughs> Let me just bring in Pete now. Pete, do you want to give us a rundown on the rest of the division? Well, we're going to need an abacus to sort this division out because I don't know how many games are going to be played by at least the Marlins and the Phillies. I mean, that's the major breaking news since we were together Sunday was the the, the absolute outbreak through the, the Marlins clubhouse. So, you know, horrible scenes for the Marlins at having played very well across, uh, across that series in Philadelphia. I mean, from a Philly perspective, they just could not clear any juiced bases at all. <laughs> that was the problem for them guys. They got a lot of guys on base, but um, yeah, just couldn't, couldn't um, knock them in. So the Phillies looked, you know, okay. Wheeler in particular looked good. Uh, no doubt pitched very, very well. Nola pitched okay, but tired. So I think the Phillies are fine. And the Marlins, you know, who knows how things play out. I also watched a bit of the Braves against the Mets in that, in that first series as well. And uh, yeah, the Mets blown save already uh, as standard. And the Braves, ah, They've started a little bit slow. I think, you know, the, the the sexy names have been a little bit slow there for the Braves. And uh, they've had a bit of a lesson from the Rays, too. I guess that's, you know, it's kind of seeing where those guys are at. So, yeah, I'm in, intrigued on, on how the Braves go. The Nats have been unlucky. I mean, Soto, you know, for, for the first game, he's out. Strasbourg before the second game, he's out. Um, they've already, you know, made a, a loss Rendon and... A few other guys. I think we all thought the Nats could be struggling, and you take Soto out of the lineup, it looks it looks a lot weaker very quickly. Take Strasburg out of the rotation, looks weaker very quickly. So, yeah, I you know I think who knows how it's going to play out. Like I said, Abacus is going to be required. This is going to be you know winning percentage is going to is going to be the number here, not wins and losses. So, you know, let's see how it plays out. But at the moment, Marlins are top of the division. We have no players. Um, so I'm not sure we'll stay there, but uh, I, I don't know when we're going to play next. The Phillies are obviously missing now until at least after the weekend. Yeah. I'd be surprised if the Marlins play at all the next week, even so, you know, we may play 40 max. Tough times, but I hope everyone on a health perspective is OK. There's not really any major reports of anyone having any major symptoms. So that's one positive that comes out of it. Absolutely. That's always got to be the first priority, hasn't it? And all the talk. We've all wanted base, Major League Baseball back and we're all enjoying having it back. But at the same time, it can't be it can't be at the expense of people's health and people's, you know, families, etc. So that's good. What are the what are the Marlins beat writers currently saying on the current situation? Is it quite fluid or is it has the news gone a bit quiet? Yeah, it's been interesting. The the actual the media access to to the Marlins themselves has stopped. Actually, it's um, we haven't heard from anyone uh, directly, or I haven't anyway, for, uh, since since after the game on on Sunday. Um, and I guess what you've got is um, you know Craig Mish and a few of the other guys leading the way. They're taking the approach of in terms of COVID reporting, not naming names. I think you know they're made aware of who's um, who is testing positive, but making the decision from their perspective to, to not report names. A few names have filtered out. Obviously, Miggy Rowe, um, Sandy Alcantara, obviously, has been named as well, as well as a few others. So, yeah, I, you know, there's there's news filtering through. The guys are basically, you know, quarantined in Philadelphia in the hotel they've been in for the week. They haven't moved. Um, they're still testing daily. And, I, you know, just on the reporting side, I must say some of that 
Bob Nightingale's stuff is is pretty disturbing, in my opinion, in terms of the way he's reported the situation. Um, okay. Basically, you know, reporting it as news, but I think it's just, you know, hyperbole from him, which I think is very dangerous in this age too. So I think that's very poor, in my opinion. Absolutely. You touched on the Nats there. I'm actually just going to bring Jack in because Jack's probably watched the Nats more than any of us. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, Jack, what did you see from the Nats so far? I actually tipped them to do well. I know a lot of people didn't. Um, it's looking like the latter at the moment, but it's still early. Yeah, it's, uh, like Pete said, you take Strasbourg out of that rotation, it sort of does go down a few levels. You take Soto out of the starting lineup, the lineup is just isn't as scary. Obviously, you've got Turner, you've got Eaton, you've got Robles. You you have got some emblems of like a really tough lineup, but with the injuries they've had, on it just doesn't quite feel the same the same team as what went all the way last year obviously you've, you've taken Rendon out of that lineup as well so I think they I think they will come good eventually but it's with, with the injuries they've had they've lost key players at, at, at the worst time pretty much absolutely yeah they're one one to watch aren't they and it's a division it's an interesting division so hopefully when the Marlins and the Phillies get back playing we'll see a bit of separation between the teams and we can actually start telling who's going to be good in that division and who's not. Uh, but thanks. Does anyone have any other questions for Pete or Tracy um, on the NL East? No, that's great. So, no, no, wait, I've got, I've got a question. Will Alonso even get into double-figure home runs this year? I, he's <laughs> looking bad. He is not looking good at all. He is really he struggling. He's having a bit of sophomore slump, but... Um... Didn't you predict MVP? I might have done. <laughs> no, um, I think we need to be realistic. Um, there's been no spring training as such. Um, the bats are going to take a while to heat up for most teams, I think. Um, but I think sort of probably, presuming we play the latter half of the season, he will come back into it in the latter half of the season. Thanks for that. And now I'm going to bring in Mike from at UK Cubs Guy to talk about the NL Central and what's been going on this week. Mike, let's let's hear your rundown. Hi, Nick. Thanks for having me on. Um, so NL Central's getting, it's, it's, it's as close as everyone predicted it was going to be. Um, the Cubs are winning um, slightly at the moment, only six games in with a 4-2 record. Um, they beat the, the Brewers at home and they're currently um, beating uh, the, the Reds away with one game left to play in the series. Um, past the Cubs, you've got the Brewers on three and three. And then the cards, two and three, with the Reds and the Pirates bottom at two and four. It's been a, a poor start for the Reds. We've so many people predicting they would actually win the division. They're actually looking quite poor at the moment. Um, and to be tied at the bottom with the Pirates, they're going to hope that they need to split with the Cubs tonight and then get something from their um, weekend uh, trip to the Tigers. Brilliant. Nice and concise. I like that. Um, what have you seen out of the Cubs so far this year that gives you confidence going forward? It's our offense. Um, we, we, with the hoist in runs in the whole of the MLB, um, hitting a lot of home runs. Rizzo's tied actually first for, um, for for home runs in the division this year of the whole of the MLB. Sorry, it's it's our it's our pen that's going to let us down. Um, we, we've got a very poor ERA so far, um, seventh worst in the league, and that includes a complete game shutout. So that shows how bad we've been for some of the games. Um, so yeah, I think offense we're firing on all cylinders, even with Chris Bryant struggling. But we really need to sort this pen out. And from what you've seen of the other contenders in the division, who do you think is going to be up there with you? I know earlier on when we were doing predictions, we all thought it was going to be really tight. 
And to be honest, any of four teams could be up there. Um, who have you seen? Who do you think the biggest threat's going to be? You know, for me at the moment, it, it, it would be the Brewers. Um, they're only one game back from us. It's three and three, and that's with um, Yelich hitting a, a 0.37 batting average. He's a one hit all season, and they're still three and three. So I think, yeah, I, I think it will be close with the Brewers. Cards need to get their act together, and I, I, yeah, I think the Reds are starting to struggle in, in the in the worst places, really. Thanks, Mike. Really, really good rundown. Appreciate that, Tracy. Oh, look at this. We got a, we got a new addition to the pod today. He's just joined us a bit late. Nathan, <laughs> Nathan's joined us, White Sox UK. Evening, Nathan. How are you? I'm good, thanks, Nick. How are you? Yeah, very well. I was here on time. Well, actually, I was late as well. We started <laughs> here, but thanks for coming on. I know you're at work, so very committed to the cause, unlike some. Um, Nate, I'm just going to, if it's all right, I'm just going to get jump straight in there. If you want to talk about the AL Central, what's been happening this week? I know it's been a fairly rough week for you, particularly the the pain in your voice on Sunday on in-play runs. Again, anyone that didn't hear that just needs to go back and listen to the first couple of innings uh, of the White Sox game. And it, it's great fun. Also, fair play, you stuck it out till the end. You stuck it out until the very end and it wasn't a nice way for it to go for you. So how's it been the rest of the week in the division? Well, the rest of the week for us has gotten better, but if we start off with the Twins, who absolutely spanked us on the other day, they started off really well, going on for a three-game winning streak, four-and-one record. So they're leading us the division at the moment. Nelson Cruz as well for them. Oh, he's been on fire, hitting RBIs, home runs galore. It's been, it's been sensational this year. People could start saying... Isn't he? Good early shout for MVP. Oh, that's what I was about to say. People start saying MVP. Maybe put like Trout to shame or even Alonso. <laughs> but then they do have a big, uh, big game next. They've got four against the Indians away who are sitting in second. So that's going to be a tough, tough uh, little run for them considering they've had just us what was quite an easy, easy game for them re- realistically smashing like 27 runs against us. Don't think the Indians would be as easy as that. I don't think they'd be able to walk over them like they did us. Then you've got the Indians who are sitting in second at the moment in the AL Central. With them, they've they've started off quite well. I think they could do a bit better. They could definitely be pushing the Twins later this year for that top spot. But at the moment, they sit in the second automatic playoff spot. So I guess that's good enough, really. I, don't, I wouldn't mind me sitting in that spot. <laughs> but uh, Jimenez for them has been leading everything really. 0.435 in the average, two home runs and five, five RBI. So his bat is literally on fire for them. He's carrying them along. They they started off well beating uh, the Royals two one, and then they've just beat us two one. What well, just felt like it never never ending losses for us at the moment. But they now do have those four home games against the Twins, what could be make or break, really, for this division. If they can beat them three times, gives them a little lead over them, and come end of September, it could be three games could be what takes them from having to play the Yankees in the playoffs or playing, say, the Angels if they were get there. <laughs> B.A., but I don't think we're making the playoffs, <laughs> even with 16 teams. Very optimistic. <laughs> 
And then you got the surprise package in the AL Central this year, the Tigers who are sat third. With their record currently, they could steal a wild card place over your teams like the Red Sox or even the White Sox and the Angels, who people looked at and said are you know wild card teams. They're sitting third at the moment, starting starting off with Jacob Jones, who's leading them in the 4.27 average, you know, three home runs and six RBIs. If it if you took him out of the team, I don't I don't think they'd be sitting third, but he's put them on his shoulders, carried them along, a bit like. The Mayhew last year, not that he carried the Yankees, but he was their main man. You know, he got the runs when they needed them. They've got their final game against the Royals tonight. It was a four-game series, so they can get a win there. It puts them in an automatic spot. What could end up being a big, big win for them if they're if they're up there? Then they've got a, a four, a three-game series, sorry, against the Reds coming up. So, if they can, well, with three games against the Reds, it could be a big three games, two wins there. It keeps them up in that wild card position, pushing. Could be a surprise uh, for an automatic playoff team next year or this year. Then sitting in fourth spot, you've got the, well, don't really want to say it, but sit, uh, sitting in fourth this year after. It's a, shame. it's a shame Mike's not still on. We had Mike on earlier to talk about the Cubs and oh. or should I call them the pride of Chicago? Yeah. Some people think that. Most of Chicago don't. <laughs> but after a dreadful, dreadful, dreadful start, we sit in fourth and yeah, if you listen to him play runs on Sunday, you'll hear the pure pain in my voice when the twins spanked us and we're already yeah. ten runs up within two innings. Yeah, but you stayed right to the bitter, bitter end. Yeah, I did ten in, yeah, nine whole innings of just being humiliated by amazing. Well, the Twins—they're a brilliant team. I can't, I can't complain. How they played well. They, they done what they do. They've got one of the best offenses in baseball. So I'm, I'm not surprised that they did that to us. It's just that I wish it was longed out over ten innings. Nine innings, sorry, not all done. Ten runs within two innings. It did. It was a bit of a heartbreaker to start with. But yeah, back to the White Sox. We've start. We're on a two and four record with what? It's it's not the best, but you know, only one game behind the wild card spot. So hopefully, you know, a couple of wins. We've got a big series now against the Royals. Three games against them. So if we can get a win, get a sweep there, that puts us right up there. But can't see a sweep happening and our main man Louise Robert has started on fire come his first professional season and he is hitting it well he's got his, his first home run and I'm going to put it out there the biggest shout he's going to be MVP this year he's going to be rookie of the year that is bold I don't think there's a lot of strained faces looking at you you're looking at <laughs> very confused if he carries on the way he's going, he could end up leading this team to a playoff, the playoffs this year. And if he does that, I have to give him MVP. Can't even finish above the Tigers. <laughs> also, you can't trust a man that's, that's called Robert for his surname. You just can't do it. He should be Robert. We just, I just can't, I can't live with it. I just can't comprehend it in my head how that's how we pronounce it. Has that been confirmed? Like, is it one of them where we've just rolled with it? Well, I trust Nathan on this one, so... Well, 
I go with, I think I've heard Robert. I've heard a few reporters say Robert, but I say Robert because I've heard the White Sox reporters say Robert, but you get ESPN reporters who will then say Robert. Right, so, I'm going to have to look in the MLB pronunciation guide and I'll get back to you. There we go. You can always rely on Tracy for her pronunciation guide. So that's that's your AL Central. And we're going to have to go back east now. We're going back east to Jack. I know he's been desperate to talk about the Yankees. He's managed to be quite quiet about them so far, only a little bit, only a few comments. So, Jack, what's going on in the East? How have the Yankees been? Yeah, it was, it's early days. Obviously, it's only, only six games in for most teams. But it's kind. if you look at the, the AL East, it is kind of shaping up to be as as was expected before the year before the year began. You've got Yankees on top, you've got Tampa, Toronto, Baltimore, um, Boston. So it is kind of going the way we thought it would. Um you've got Baltimore at two and two. They've um they were probably a bit of a surprise package to be honest, because I think on our prediction point, I gave them under ten wins. So they've already got two of them wins against against Boston. So yeah, I think I think they're 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 probably the the surprise package if you want to call them that. Um, the Red Sox, well, I think they are just they are just bad, flat out bad. I don't think there's any way of describing them any other way really. I think two and four start, lost the home series against Baltimore, lost the home series against um, the Mets. They won last night's game against them, but they're, they're I think they're throwing out guys they find off the street in their bullpen. They've got guys that we've just never heard of, and it's um. Yeah, it's going to be a tough season for Baltimore, I think. And then you, then you got the the Blue Jays. We all heard the heartbreak for Steve on in play yeah. runs on that extra innings. That was um, that Bruce. was tough. That really was tough. But they're three and three. They're solid considering they haven't had a home game yet. They're um, playing the Nats technically in a, a home series right now. So yeah, they're, they're playing. I think they're, I think they're, if I was any Toronto fan, they would have taken a three and three start. Um, then you then you got the Rays um, four and two. They've um, the they yeah, they beat um, yeah, the juggernaut. They beat the um, the the Blue Jays in the first series. Then they've then they beat the Braves, I believe, in a, in a two game series. They lost last night to the Braves, so they are four and two. I think um, again, you, you, you take it when you're four and two start. You take it. It's um, not lights out, but it's it's a solid solid enough start. And then you've got the Yanks. Well, I think when, when Tracy put out a tweet saying, can you give two words for how your season's gone? I used a stop-start. It really is. You, you you play opening day on the Thursday, then you're off Friday. You play the Saturday. And even opening day was a short and rain, rain delay or sort of a rain delay game. So we just haven't got our sort of, haven't got going yet. We we need to. We've only played back-to-back games once so far this season, so we're three and one. Um, I'm generally happy with with the way it's gone. You've Coles had two starts, two wins. Can't really ask for more. Um, so yeah, it's 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 kind of going the the way we sort of expected it to go. To be honest, um, I'm not going to get too excited, too sort of over ambitious. But yeah, it's a uh, early days yet, Nick. Absolutely. And I mean, I think what we have seen from the Yankees has been very good, I think, as expected. Um, I think we've, we've been impressed again with the Rays, but also the Jays. The Jays have, we, we all, I think we all spoke about it, didn't we, before the season. You, especially Jack, said you, you might not be worried about them now, but mm. give it two years' time, you think they're going to be yeah. the big challenge in the division. They're, they're the ones that are going to be a pain in, our, pain in our backside for quite a few years. You take Vladdy Jr., you take 
Bo Bichette, you take um, Biggio. The, they, they threw out that young starter yesterday. Can't yeah, Pete Pearson. Pete yeah. Pearson. Yeah. He looked six, six um, shutout innings. Again, they just they they look like they are there for the long term. So um, the Rays, you know, the Rays sort of have their have their window effectively. They seem to go through these periods where they have a really good team, then they'll fall off a bit like Boston. Boston have their have their good team for a good few years, and then they sort of then dip away like like they did in 2012, where they had a really bad season. So Toronto look like they're there for the long term. But yeah, I think it's very much go, the 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 the, the AL East is going sort of to form effectively. It's going how mm. we kind of all expected it. But yeah, the Yanks only playing four games, whereas the, the Rays have played six. So it's, as, as Pete said, it, it could just turn into a, a, just who knows, who knows where anything's going to go with these, with these divisions and COVID. Yeah, quite right. And I think, I think Nathan was quite optimistic to be looking at standings and looking at playoff places already after a week's games, um, because you say anything can happen. Jack, quick one. Bold prediction, could the Orioles finish above the Red Sox? From what I've seen, yes. <laughs> From what I've seen, the 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 um the, the pictures that Boston are throwing out, it's like they've literally just gone onto on onto the Boston sort of high street or sort of center of Boston and gone, can you throw a baseball? Some guy goes, Yes, okay, you're you're our starting pitcher tomorrow, or you're in the bullpen. So you can't you can't lose two games at home to Baltimore after spanking them in the first game, and have any claims that you can be a better side than them until 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 they show otherwise. That's unfortunate. Until you can prove that you're you're better than them, you, you just go from what you've seen so far. That's the soundbite there, and that's what I'm gonna, uh, gonna gonna tweet to UK Red Sox later. Get a bit of a conversation going. Well, thanks, Jack. Really, really great rundown. Does anyone have any further questions for Jack, or you want to move on? How's big? Uh, how's Big G looking? Big G is looking mean, mate. He is looking mean. He is um, two home runs, five ribbies so far. He's um, another decent game. He's not. He's he's not going. So again, it's only been four games, so it's tough to really say. He hasn't had a slump yet, but. Some days, as you know, Pete with Big G, he can look immense and then look bang average quite quickly. He's he's stringing game after game after game, so that's that's all you can ask from him really at this early stage. But yeah, the the home runs have been special. They they have been tank jobs. They have not been wall scrapers. They have been you you yeah as you say, Pete, they look you you don't even move for his home run sometimes. <laughs> I absolutely love the use of Ribby there. A very underrated, very underrated. Choice. I thought you like that, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, finally, then I guess I better move on to the AL West. I've left it till last deliberately because Angels baseball is depressing as usual. I don't really want to talk about it, but I will. Uh, quick rundown in the West: we currently have the Angels uh, bottom with two and four record, joint with the Mariners two and four. The Rangers are at two and three, playing a game less, and the Astros and the Athletics are both three and three at five hundred. So I think basically the message you can hear from that is that nobody has set the West alight, the AL West alight. Uh, the A's and the Astros do, unsurprisingly, sit at the top, but I don't think either of them is without their own concerns right now. Um, I'll start at the bottom, and for those of you that can't see right now, I'm going to make a very sad face because it's the Angels, um, who I think we've been very disappointing for various reasons. There is still a lot of promise there, but we've had some really tough losses today. I think losing, starting the season and losing three or four in Oakland was really hard for us. 
especially because we blew so many opportunities with runners on base. I know Pete mentioned the Phillies earlier with all their loaded basis opportunities, and we had the same in Oakland. And to lose three or four was pretty disappointing. We saw the bats come alive this week. It's only the Mariners, but at least they finally started hitting a bit. But unfortunately, we had... I know that if Mike was here, he'd probably mention this to me, but there was some awful bullpen management from Joe Madden last night. I was really delighted to get him in, but if it's like it was last night, not going to be good going forward. I, 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 sorry, Nick, to interrupt. I, I think I said it to you once before, that I don't get the, the Madden sort of, he's, I, I don't get the Madden love almost. After seeing what he did to Chapman in, 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 in I think I can't remember who I said it to. I think I said it to Mike. The Cubs won that World Series in spite of Madden, not because of Madden. I think Madden done everything he could to get them to lose that World Series. So I, I, I was reading your tweets last night. I'm thinking, I, I, it, it's kind of expected, really, when it comes to Madden. Yeah, it, I mean, I don't want to criticise him too much, and I was great, delighted to have him, and hope he'll be a great Angels manager. And he obviously he's got such a connection with the franchise. But last night we he pulled Heaney after 64 pitches, who was only given up one run, was looking really good, had just walked to the first runner in the sixth, but honestly, I think he'd have got out of it. He might have given up another run, but it wouldn't have been major. So we then blew a four-run lead and went, or three-run lead and went two runs down. We then brought it back and went up. We scored three runs in the next, which is great. You think, brilliant, we got the lead now. Put the back-end bullpen piece in, because we do. We have we have some decent pieces in the back of the bullpen. Ty Buttrey should have started the seventh. He came in and cleared up the mess, but didn't start it. We have Keenan Middleton. We have Victor Robles. We have we have pitches in the back end that would have won us that game last night. But he was throwing in like waiver wire, scrap heap type bullpen pitches. Basically, those pitches that I think had done a decent job against his Cubs team when he was in the uh, the National League. And we just they got obliterated, um, which is concerning. I think the good side was seeing the hitting light up. Uh, Trout Rendon Atani as a two three four is as good as it comes, and we got a bit of that last couple of nights. Um, starting pitching's actually been really good as well, apart from Matani's shocker on Sunday, which we will just gloss over right now. Um, as for the rest of the division, I think the Mariners are the team. Why would we gloss over it, Nick? Well, do we really want to talk about Atani? I'm not sure I do, but I'm, I'm happy to say. I think, I think it was really hard to see for baseball fans generally. I know we joke around, but he's clearly a, a superstar. He's clearly a special talent. And to see such a struggle from him on the mound when we know he's got ace potential and ace stuff was concerning, but we do have to give him, we have to give him so much leeway. We don't know what it's like to come back two years from pitching in the majors, basically Tommy John surgery. It must be hard to recover from particularly mentally and physically. I don't know. I'm sure we've all had pitches on our teams go through Tommy John and come back and Mm. it takes them a while, doesn't it? It takes them a while. Yeah. And fair play to him. He did um, bat the day after. His AA yeah, did, although he looked absolutely shocking at the plate. But he got up. Mainly because I think he was still in his mind. But he did hit his first home run of the season last night. And it's an, I have no idea how he's got it out. It's well below the strike zone. He's clubbed it. Uh, it's basically a golf swing. He's, the power on the man is ridiculous. So that's promising signs. I hope we just stick with him every Sunday, throw him out there. Because the only way he's going to get his command back and get his confidence back is by throwing in major league games. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's enough on Atani. <laughs> <laughs> the Mariners, basically, I think they're the team we thought they'd be, considering the rebuild. Although I've been quite impressed with them, and so's uh, George. 
when they played in Houston. They showed a lot of heart and promise. Evan White at first base looks really, really good in the field. Carl Lewis is their big talent as well. So they're young. They're making mistakes. Um, and I think you have to test them in the field. We want to run on them every single time. Every The last two games, I mean, you've got to test them out. But they're definitely not going to be too disheartened. Texas, again, they're actually the team I haven't really had much chance to watch so far. Although I did catch their game with the D-backs yesterday, which they won. I think the big news for Texas was losing Kluber from the rotation so early in the season. They gave up gave up prospects for Kluber, and he was sort of supposed to be the linchpin for that rotation. And um, he's gone probably for the year, if not for the year, back at the very end, but probably from the bullpen if they need him, which I would say is unlikely. Uh, Gallo hit a home run yesterday, I believe, big home run. So good to see him hit some form, although not for the rest of the division. But I think they'll be pretty inconsistent, but there's definitely some promise, as we expected from Texas. It's going to be up and down, a bit like the other two, like us and the Mariners. And then we've got the two at the top. The Astros, I don't know really where you start with them. They're in trouble and from a pitching point of view, both with Verlander's injury, but also the very inexperienced pen they've got, where I know they've seen players leave, they've had injuries, they've had opt-outs, um, and so that looks very... I know George is a bit concerned about the pitching side there. Obviously, we know the bats are going to be good. Even without the bins, they'll still be good. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not quite as good, but they'll still be hitting. Um, but coming off a two-game series defeat to the Dodgers, it's got to dent the optimism a little bit. Um, finally, the A's are top of the AL West. I predicted them to win it, so I'm not surprised about that. They're a very good team. Although they did lose their series, didn't they? lost the series with the Rockies, so they're not infallible either. What they ha- what they had against the Angels was an incredible bullpen. We we managed to get to their starters a little bit, but their pen was coming in and it was pretty shut down. So I think they're just a very good baseball team and they'll come around. I mean Chapman, Olsen, Davis, they got they got hitters that are going to do damage there. Simeon, um a lot of home run power there. So I think they're they're gonna be up there right year. And the way the Astros are going, I mean you could easily see them slipping down into second in this division because the A's are just very consistent. Um, I don't know if anybody has any thoughts on, I know Tom and Leon, you've got to play us all. So. Yeah, I was, I was just going to say, I mean, from what I've seen of the, the uh, athletics, if, if you think they're going to be the best team in the division, it looks like the division could be a bit <laughs> of a struggle this year because they didn't look very good offensively at all against the Rockies and I mean they just made a lot of basic mistakes as well I, I don't know if you've seen it, there's one where the ball goes back to the mound and the pitcher tosses it to first base like just incredibly slowly and so the first baseman, uh, Charlie Blackman it was running to first base gets safe and two runs score um, and they've just made a lot of silly mistakes like that and I mean from what we've seen so far the NL West you know seems to be dominating the AL West so I mean do you think the AL West could be in for a bit of you know their records could look a bit lower you know having to play the NL West 20 times yeah it's a bit of a strange one that isn't it because you I mean I think most people going to the season would have said it would be the other way around apart from the Dodgers I think you'd have expected the AL West to be the stronger division but as you say it hasn't started like that um the Rockies have obviously been really good the Diamondbacks have taking games and the Dodgers obviously with the Astros series so it's going to be one that I think it will settle down as the year goes on we all know this is such a strange year for baseball and different teams are having different struggles and I think it's gonna I don't think we can really read anything as with any season you can't really read anything into it until you're a few weeks in 
Um, but yeah. I'll cling on to the Rockies being incredible after five games anyway. That's just, well, just let us have this. Uh, just let us have this first week. Me and Pete, anyway, we're enjoying what's happened so far. Exactly. You, you, that's why you agreed to come on. That's what we said. It's the only reason. Uh, well, I think that's that's the West. But since we're still in the West, I'm going to bring Leon back in now. The big talking point in baseball this week, Joe Kelly himself, the Astros <laughs> and the Dodgers, clearing, clearing the benches, having a pathetic brawl. Leon, what's your take on it all? Um... I think what happened was what everyone apart from Astros fans probably wanted to see um, from this series. Um, if you look at the general reaction of, on Twitter, um, everyone's like, yeah, you know, fair enough, they cheated. They didn't get any sort of ban at all. Um, what's wrong with the players now enforcing it? Um, now don't get me wrong, you shouldn't, you know, I do not agree with throwing it at anyone's heads, um, but there was always going to be some sort of retribution and it was probably always going to be Joe Kelly, you know, despite the People saying he wasn't on the Dodgers. He was on the Red Sox, who lost out in that, you know, in that postseason as well to the Astros. Um, I'm also not 100% convinced that he, he was headhunting uh, any of the players. Um, Joe Kelly, if, I know, you know, if you saw the TikTok his wife posted uh, during the uh, the break, he's, he's wild. Um, he smashed the window in his back garden trying to throw a, you know, a curveball. Um, and on Sunday against the, the Giants, he, he threw 15 curveballs in a row because his fastball command is, is, is poor at the moment. He wasn't, you know, he didn't train as much as the rest of the guys. Um, so, you know, when he, he does lose control of that fastball quite often. Um, you know, he, he did get a bit of stick for, for putting the face at, um, at Correa, which personally I loved. Um, oh, that was funny. That was Earlier in... In the uh, in the inning as well, there was you know there was a lot of chat coming from the Houston bench as well, telling him to get back on the mound and stuff like that. So that's all you know that's going to kick up you know the, the atmosphere a little bit. Um, and it was Correa that approached the Dodgers bench rather than you know Joe Kelly walking towards them. People have said he's walking away, but you know I think Jack can confirm that Joe Kelly's not really one to walk away from a fight. No, um, he he will he will if he if he's feels that he's, he needs to fight, he will, as, as, as he did against the Yankees. And it's, um, he's, as, as you say, Leon, he's, if he was anyone, it was going to be him because he is not, he's, he's, he's a little bit wild in, in both sense and pitching and, and sort of his personality as well. But it's, um, I've, I've as, as Leon's obviously been a Dodgers fan, he's been affected by this, the Astros cheatings, being a Yankees fan, I have as well. But I'm a bit mindful to sort of say too much because George isn't here to defend his Astros, so I don't want to go too yeah. much in on them. But it's to, to, for them to be surprised that this is happening to them is is is, is mad. It's completely out because you can't get away with it effectively scot free, which is what they have. They have they've had no punishment as a group of players. That's what the that's what the players are gonna. The, the, the players don't care about. Hinch losing his job. The players don't care about the fines. The players don't care about all the loss of draft picks. The players care about what they can control. And if Manfred had taken the title away from him and then and had said, right, I've taken the title away from him, that's almost as in saying, right, guys, I've done what I can do. Don't go sort of getting retribution on the field. But they never done it. So unfortunately, this is the way the players got players that play their whole career to make to get to get to um World Series and um. Yeah, it's just the way it is. I, I, you can't, for me, you can't, you can't blame Joe Kelly or any player that 
as 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 Leon said, you don't go head hunting, you don't go shoot throwing at heads, but to take some sort of retribution by hitting them, you can't complain about it. Have you been surprised though at just how blatant some of the social media posts have been from players encouraging it, supporting it? I mean, we know clearly that this is, as you've just mentioned, something that the players have policed for as long as baseball's been around, really. But I was quite surprised by just how explicit some of the posts have been in support of Joe Kelly. I don't know if anyone else. Felt yeah, it's, that. it's it's what again, it's one of them things. It's they 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 feel that there's been no retribution on a player's side. The the the, the teams had their retribution. Hinch lost his job and so on and so forth. The players genuinely feel that they cheated their way to a World Series and they have just basically just gone, okay, you can just carry on playing. There's no retribution at all. So I think it's Clevenger is normally the one that comes out. Um, Bauer, the same. He, he's he's the same. They're the ones that are probably the most vocal that I've seen. But, um, but yeah, it, it, for, for me, Astro fans being surprised about it is, 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 is crazy. Yeah. And Pete, what do you think about the uh, eight-game suspension? It's too much, isn't it? That's, it's a good question. I, I, I'm not sure it is. Like it, it just depends how they want to approach this. Uh, it's a tricky situation because the players generally feel hard done by here. But really, what cannot happen is fastballs to the head. That that situation just can't happen. So, and obviously, having been a Marlins fan and seen Giancarlo take one to the face, albeit maybe slightly different circumstances, but I'm telling you, that is not a good look for anyone. So MLB needs to kind of lay it down and say, listen, that type of retribution is not acceptable. Um, so, you know, they'll, he'll appeal. It'll be knocked down to four games, five games, whatever, which will probably land okay. Um, I mean, he was out there to stir it up. There was no doubt. You could tell by his demeanour. You could tell by what he was doing. And maybe everything was planned. I mean, hey, I don't know how intelligent he is, but maybe this is planned. He's posting stuff in the summer of him breaking windows because he knew, hey, I can lean back on this and go, <laughs> you know how wild I am. You know how wild I am. Look, it's on TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> what a conspiracy. Yo, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, just, I'm spitballing here, but, um, you know, don't want to turn into Bob Nightingale all of a sudden. <laughs> God, just, You're about to say, start calling you Bob. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, I mean, eight games... It's probably too harsh. In a 60-game season, it's too harsh. That's the point. Like Percentage-wise of season, it's, it's a little bit too much. In a 1-6-2, eight games, I think, would be okay. And like I said, I really... He should have been tossed for me. Like That was my initial view, was he should have been gone. Um, as soon as that beanball happened, I, I would have tossed him. Yeah, <laughs> the old-fashioned way. The old-fashioned way. <laughs> I think, I think the, the, the part of the... You touched on the reaction of players. I think the, the, the biggest issue is that even if the suspension was for one game, that's still one game more than any Astros player has, has faced for, you know, for admitting to cheating in, in 2017 and possibly beyond. This is it. Uh, and the problem is the, the cheating stuff won't, would, would not have come out without the immunity. And so they, they couldn't have got the evidence without offering that. And so they, they came out to admit it. And the way they, they admitted it was the immunity. So they couldn't be, they couldn't be done for it. And so, We've got the truth, but we haven't got the punishment. That's the problem, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, personally, from my point of view as a Dodgers fan, I hope cause we've, we've got to face Houston again, obviously, at the end of well, next month. Um, I, I, I hope it's been put to bed now, to be honest, because it, it can be a distraction. Um, 
it can fire the other team up to you know to turn you over. And they are they are still a good team. They didn't look it the last couple of days. Altuve Bregman um, didn't get a single hit across the two games. And you know generally they look poor, but you don't want to fire up a team like Houston that has got the ability to to beat you without bins. Just to kind of add as well. You know, the Marlins and Braves, I guess, had a similar type, not similar, but, you know, a a situation linked to Acuna and Arania. And it played out last year where Arania took an at-bat for the first time against the Braves. And, and I think I think it was Gorsman on the mound who threw behind him and was tossed immediately. Nothing's happened since in the, you know, it was put to bed. I hope, you know, that's that's the way it goes. They go, listen, it is what it is now. Let's just play ball. Definitely, although there's a lot more opponents for Houston to face. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> similar sort of grudges. Um, I know. Yeah, sorry, T. Carry I'm on. surprised both benches weren't warned like um, the Mets were a few years ago against the Dodgers during the Ass in the Jackpot game. Um, I'm surprised the umps didn't actually speak to the pitcher, give him a warning, say, if it happens again, you're out. And eight games uh, works out to, I think someone said 22 in a regular season. bit much in my opinion, but he does, a message does need to be sent from MLB that bench clearing is not acceptable and whether this is the way to do it, it's another thing. I, I think that's probably played a part in the length of the, the suspension as well because they mentioned specifically the taunting in the, uh, in the press release, which, you know, has perhaps encouraged Correa to, to approach the bench. Um, and by giving out such a heavy suspension, they, they, they met, that's MLB as well saying, don't do it, don't come together. You know, you've got to set an example at this stage. Everyone's watching you. There's, there's nothing else to watch at the moment. So all eyes are on you. Don't fight. Yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think we can all agree that the MLB's handling of the whole episode from start to finish has been has left a lot to be desired. And I think we, what we're seeing now is just ramifications from that. I think it's all knock-on effect, isn't it? I think we're all in agreement on that. Yeah. Um, moving to, speaking of the MLB and ramifications, we could talk about the man on second in extras. I know people probably want to, but there is a fight brewing between George and Dave on this, and I don't think people really want to miss that. So <laughs> let's say next time. I think that could be fireworks, personally. Um, so let's yeah, say I've got opinions on that too. Well, there we go. If we're adding Tracy into the mix, that could be well dangerous, dangerous yes. for the listeners. Speaking of the listeners, though, T, and obviously this show is absolutely nothing without them, nothing without the MLB UK community. That's why we do it. What have we had on social media this week? I know you've been very active. Yeah, um, I put out on Twitter and Dave put out on Facebook asking for two words or less to describe your team's season so far. And Pete, absolute scenes has been uh, trending. Wow, love it. Great to hear. (laughs) Yeah, absolute scenes was mentioned uh, a good ten times at least. What about Oppo with the Boppo? Is that that's got to be that's got to be trending as well, isn't it? That's that's too many words, but it was mentioned. (laughs) Our friend Pete Brooksbank uh, from UK Indians, thanks to Pete for introducing him to Oppo with the Boppo. Hey, can um, we get a little, uh, a little version of it now? Oh. I've always got it teed up here. Go on. Oh, and he's going up with the bopo. <laughs> Brilliant. 
Brilliant. Fantastic. <laughs> um, David Robson on Facebook, Jay's Solo Homers, Cat Jones Mariners as expected, uh, Richie Jackman, uh, Go Cubs written off. Okay, never mind. Pirates very predictable from Jason Toms. Morgan Shanks for the Yankees games, please. Uh, Jason Moody, Yankees swing, swing. Uh, a couple that I can't repeat because they contain swear words. Naughty, naughty. Indeed. Keep it clean. We're a family show, folks. Um, <laughs> and a couple of reactions from the fan account over on Twitter. Let me just open up the thread. Johnny Wall from uh, UK Red Sox early nights. Uh, UK mm. Phillies, our mate Dave, same old. Indians, cookies back. Uh, D back to UK, below expectations. Jack from UK Yankees, start, stop. Marlins UK, paused. Uh, Pete, that's only one. You were supposed to have two. I said two I, words or less. Oh, I did okay. use an emoji after it, mine, just to fill the full quota. Yeah. Minnesota Twins fans UK, Bomber Squad, Pittsburgh Pirates UK, we suck. UK Broker, Jekyll and Hyde. There you go. You missed my one. Can't believe it. Unbelievable. What was your one? I just said David Fletcher, and I didn't mention him in my uh, review earlier, so it's good to get a shout-out for him now. What a man. What a man. <laughs> Death taxes and David Fletcher getting on base. It's been a popular one, that. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, so, yeah, mixed responses to the start of the season. Um same with any season, I suppose. Some happy with their team performances, some thinking, oh my God, why did we bother? Uh, yeah, I think it, it's it's a good sort of indication of how the fan base as a whole feels. It's so early on in the season, though, isn't it? You've got, you got people got to remember it. I know it's only 60 games. I know it's only 60 games, but still, it's only six games into those 60s. To be, to be I suppose it depends what, what, what your state of your... Um, your sort of your roster and your your team is really because, but it's so early on to be so pessimistic and so down on on your teams. I think. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. It's far too early. Although I say that, and I've been incredibly negative. So. What can you do? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Thanks very much, Tracy, and thanks so much, everyone, for your interaction. As usual, we really appreciate it. We can't do the show without you. So, keep it coming. Hopefully those two-word opinions change as the season could go on. Hopefully they change for Jack as well. Hopefully they get a lot more negative. Hopefully the Yankees start losing a lot of games. Cheers. But, <laughs> no worries. <laughs> I think we'll end. this is going to be really quick fire, guys. But we have to do our pick six games. So I'm going to go through them. Just give me your series prediction for each one. We're going to start with the Astros at the Angels. And I'll start with you, Jack. Astros, Angels. I am going to go. How is it? A three game series? Is it three game series? I believe three games. Three game series. 
I'm going to go 2 1 Astros. Pete? You will love this. You will absolutely love this. I'm going brooms out, angels. Wow. Love that. Brooms out, angels. There you go. My favorite. Tracy? Sorry about that. I forgot I was muted. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 2-1 Angels. Wow, George is going to hate this. And Leon, you still with us? Yeah, I'm still with you. I'm going to go 2-1 Angels as well. Wow. Unbelievable. Wowzers. I'm going to go 2-1 Astros. But <laughs> <laughs> it was nearly a sweep as well. It was nearly a sweep. Okay. Boston Red Sox versus the Yankees, Jack. Um, yeah, 3-0 three, three Yanks. Sweet. Pete? 2-1 Yanks. Leon? I'm going to go uh, uh, Yankee sweet 3-0. Yeah, I'm going to go for the same. We'll go for that then. Third one, White Sox at the Royals. Jack? I'm going to stick with the White Sox. I'm going to go sweep White Sox. I think they might turn it around. Nice. Pete? I'm going for a surprise on this one. 2-1 Royals. How about Love those it. Royals? Love it. Leon? Uh, 2-1 sucks for this one. Yeah. Oh, do you know what? I really want to go for the Royals as well. I really want to do it, but it's quite tough. I'm going to go 2-1 Royals. Go for it. <laughs> uh, Phillies at the Blue Jays. Is this even getting played? It's, oh, it's postponed. postponed. Yeah, it's not getting played, so we'll have to pick a new game. Uh, Rangers at the Giants. Jack? I'm going 2-1 Rangers. I think they're... they're um... Yeah, I don't think the Giants are all that. Pete? I don't think the Giants are all that either, but I'm going 2-1 the Giants. So, Leon? Uh, I'm going to go 2-1 Rangers. Can't cut back the Giants, unfortunately. I'm actually going to go Rangers sweep on that one. And finally, we'll do Cardinals at the Brewers, Jack. I'm going to go Brewers sweep. Wow. Pete? Uh, I'm going two on cards. Leon? Yeah, two on cards. Yelich is not on fire this season. Not yet, but he's better than Mike Trout, apparently. That's what I saw going into the season. <laughs> I will probably go two on Brewers. I'll back them, give Mark a shout out. Um, well, I think, what have we done there? We've done an hour, an hour and nine minutes. So I think that's probably a good time to call it a night on a Thursday, isn't it? Thanks so much, everyone, all of you for joining us. I know we've had people dip in and out, but to Tracy, to Nathan, to Mike, who have had to leave us, but also to you, Pete, to you, Jack, and to you, Leon, thanks so much. Yeah. I think it's been a really great show. Really great to have baseball back, isn't it? Yeah, brilliant. Absolutely. It's just, it's just what we want. to just want to talk about baseball. We've had enough COVID. We've had enough this, any other. Just let's, let's talk about baseball for a change. Exactly. Yes, that's the message I think we all want to hear. Everything going on in real life, and we know it's, we know it's bad and we know that it's a lot of challenges, but ultimately we need some stuff to get us through it, don't we? And that's what hopefully baseball is doing at the moment. Well, for some of us more than others. Sorry, Pete. <laughs> but thanks so much for listening. As usual, please do comment. Please do like. Please do subscribe to the page at PTBNLUK on Twitter. It's at MLBUK Community. Um, as usual, great show, guys. Thanks. Cheers, Dick.